Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. there welcome back to tell me your tales we've got the girls back on with the road to berlin today we've got viv and brie my partner carly couldn't make it on this time so it's just me firing some questions at them so i'm hoping you still enjoy that uh the race about two weeks today but we recorded this about two and a half weeks out which we refer to quite a bit throughout the conversation last time we spoke to the girls viv was kind of um gearing up and extending her training and Brie was just about to run a marathon to try and get a better qualification start zone when it comes to Berlin so we kind of talk about all those things in this conversation. Thanks again to all the people tuning in. Uh, This podcast is one of the things that has just kept surprising me. I wasn't sure how it would go and the numbers have just continued to grow and grow and grow so I'd like to take this opportunity to really thank you for tuning in and downloading this show. And it's all exciting um, coming up to Berlin in a couple of weeks' time. Anyway, I think that's enough for me. Enjoy this conversation with Brie and Viv on their roads to Berlin. Bree and Viv, welcome back to our Tell Me Your Tales podcast for another update of the uh, wives and partners in the lead up to the Berlin Marathon. Thanks for having us again, Brady. No worries. Yeah, thanks, Brady. No worries at all. Thanks for coming. It always always freaks me out a bit talking to you ladies um, just because I'm so used to hearing Brad and Julian's voice and their photos <laughs> are on my Skype, so it's kind of I'm so used to seeing those two pictures and hearing two completely different voices, but I'm sure we'll have just as much fun. <laughs> No pressure. Um, no pressure. Yeah. Bree, we might start with you because you've uh, you've run a marathon since the last time we spoke and ran that quite well. Um, yeah, I definitely didn't think that I would make it to Adelaide, but um, I had a long run on the Sunday. It must have been about three weeks ago now, I think, um, and it was the longest long run that I'd ever done and um, – 
it was a planned 31k run and um, Julian and I were staying up in Melbourne for that weekend so it was kind of nice to get out of the freezing Ballarat weather um, and onto a really nice flat sort of paved um, river trail for the long run um, and the 31k I just kind of finished and I'd never run that far before and it just felt really comfortable and I was just jogging along within myself the whole time and I finished the 31 and I thought oh, I could just keep going and um, Adelaide was the following Sunday, so only a week away. And um, I said to Julian straight away, as soon as I finished, I, I said, I've just got to do it. I've just, I've got to kind of bite the bullet, run the 42, know that I can get through the distance and um, hopefully move my um, start corral up a little bit further for, um, for Berlin. And yeah, it all went to plan. So I was happy with that. Talk us through it. So like, did you go out easy or did you have a time kind of planned or as you said, just kind of went on feel a bit. Yeah, I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea what to expect of the race, of the event or the, of the distance or of my body either. So um, I kind of worked it out that I had a look at the um, the start times or the wave times on the Berlin website and um, I had a look at, I think it was the E block, which was a time frame of 3.15 to 3.30 and that was the last block that starts at the same time as you guys so at 9.15 and I thought well if I can run anywhere between 3.15 to 3.30 start kind of midway in the in the block um, that would sort of give, get me at a good place of where I sort of want to be um, so I kind of worked out the average or the sort of average pace of what it would be if I was to run 3.29, so just scraping underneath. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like a 4.59 average or something. So I thought, well, as long as I my average pace over the whole run is under 4.59, I'll be able to scoot into that little corral. And um, I started out and it's such a low-key event. It's really chilled out and there's not a lot of people. I kind of even second-guessed myself if I had the right weekend actually. Um, when I went over there because it's, it's not a big city marathon. Um, it's nothing compared to Melbourne at all. It's, it's almost kind of like the Geelong Half Marathon if you ever have come down for that Brady better. Yeah, I haven't, but, yeah, I know what you kind of mean. I'm always in the yeah. country hitting low-key kind of races. Yeah, it was really like that. So um, there was kind of no pressure to start and because I'd prepared myself mentally as it was just going to be a long run for me and not a race or I guess I wasn't really talking about it as in I'm going to go and do a marathon today but I'm just going to go and do a long run. Um, so I had no real pressure on myself to do anything in particular but just run under, I guess, 329 and um, went out pretty easy and I kind of thought, well, if I'm running along, cruising along at halfway, so run through halfway and I'm feeling good, then I'll kind of pick it up a bit. And I don't know, everything just felt really easy and really comfortable and I actually did sort of um, run probably a little bit faster than what I was planning to, but it just felt right. So I kind of just went with it and hoped that I didn't hit the wall at 35, 38K and um, yeah, it all just fell into place. And you didn't like like you got gels and stuff in, or what did you do nutrition wise to make sure you didn't hit the wall? Or just think because you were going at that bit easier pace, it, it helped. 
Mm, yeah, I think it definitely helps that I was going a little bit easier. Um, but I was also lucky enough that I think because there's not a lot of people who run the event, I was lucky that I was able to put some drinks out on a table. So I did the whole gels in the pop top bottle and um, and I had one pretty much every 30 to 40 minutes. So um, I was well hydrated, well fueled, and I just I felt I just cruised the whole way. So um, yeah, it was. It was really, I guess, a really good experience for my first one. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be that comfortable, but it was. And um, someone said to me at Rum Club um, the following week, he said, your first marathon's always your best and it goes downhill from there. So I hope that's not true. Yeah, no, that's not true. I've, that definitely didn't happen to me. Um, so you finished in 319, 26 seconds, second female overall. Like such a positive experience. Mm, yeah, the um, the course was really good for – well, the course was quite hilly, um, but the course was really good that there were so many twists and turns and it was a two-lap course that um, you could get a, an idea of your position the whole way along the run. So there were so many corners and I was just counting my position every sort of time that I could and um, I was probably about fifth for the whole – pretty much the whole run, fifth female, and I was kind of just keeping in check not that – I don't know, it's kind of hard to not be competitive when you're in an environment like that, but I was just keeping reminding myself just to pull it back, you know, don't be silly. It's not worth, um, you know, chasing down someone just for, you know, for the sake of it. Um, but it wasn't until I got to about 30K and I kind of I saw the girl ahead of me. She was sort of slowing down and um, so I sort of just was able to kind of trot past her and then, the girl that was then in third, um, she just kind of stopped at about 34K, just stopped on the side and she just kind of had enough. And I kind of thought, oh, I'm in third now. Um, and I just, again, was kind of just keeping the brakes on a bit. Um, and it wasn't until about 3K to go, which I was running along the riverbank and there was a lady ahead of me who'd passed me at probably about 12K actually. Um and I kind of saw her ahead and, again, I was, she was probably about 100 metres ahead of me and I kind of thought, oh, there's a little bit to go, about 3K to go. I could probably cover Like I could probably get that position in a distance of 3K um, and I just felt like I was closing on her and that probably gave me a little bit um, of confidence to kind of push just a little bit there. But um, And then I just kind of, yeah, got into that position and I knew that the, the girl who ran first was um, – she was a bit ahead of me, so I couldn't really see her. Um, but I guess it just is who turns up on the day, really. And um, there was not a lot of depth. Like, well, there was kind of no depth. There was no women that were, you know, running sort of well, any time um, that is present at Melbourne Marathon. So, yeah, I guess it just is what it is on the day. And I was just happy to run that time more than anything. And the position that I got was just a bonus. Yeah, you can only race who rocks up, though. So it's um, nah, nothing to take away from you there, I reckon. Um, you said you prepared mentally just knowing that it was going to be an easier long run. Did you do anything else to prepare? Like, as you said, the furthest run was 31K. So that could be quite daunting for someone adding another 11K on top of that. Mm. Um, not particularly. I was just kind of really, after I finished that long run on Sunday beforehand, I was just really, I was really pumped. Like I just felt really good. And I kind of thought if I finished that at the way that I felt 11 kilometers more, I kind of broke it down. I'm like, oh, you know, that's, you know, just under an hour. And, you know, it seems like a long way, but I think I could do it. And I didn't really think about it that much. I just 
I was probably trying to not scare myself out of it. Um, and once I made the decision, it was on the Tuesday that I made the decision that I was going to go over and I booked flights and everything on that Tuesday. Um, I was just really excited and I was just really excited to see what I was, I guess, what my body was capable of in running the distance. So um, I flew over there on really early on the Saturday morning. So I think it was like a 7 a.m. flight from Melbourne. Um, so it was a super early start on Saturday morning and my mum actually came with me. So we had a bit of a day out. We went to the Adelaide Zoo on Saturday and I actually spent a lot of time on my feet, um, which probably wasn't ideal, but it didn't, I guess, hinder anything. And, um, yeah, we just kind of hung out for the day. So that probably took my mind off it as well. So I just really never thought about it um, until I sort of got up and wandered over to the start line in the morning. And even then, I think because there wasn't a lot of buzz and hype at the start line, I didn't really feel that there was pressure or that I had to kind of really prepare for anything that was out of the ordinary. Yeah, I think something's in that too, not putting, you know, pressure on yourself and just being in the moment and just kind of letting it come is really, uh, yeah, really positive and it's worked for you. How did the body pull up mm. afterwards? Really good, actually. I um, My knees just got really sore. Uh, at about 30K, my knees, like I've never had sore knees before and I think it was just that constant pounding and it was really just all on you know, obviously hard sort of um, surfaces, but my knees were just really sore and the body felt really good. I just, I finished and um, we walked back to the hotel and um, had a shower and everything and I just, I felt normal if that, I don't know, is possible. But, um, yeah, it wasn't until sort of I had a bit of a shower and had something to eat that the knee soreness was just a little bit, of just probably a little bit of inflammation, but that settled and, um, I felt really good and we, I kind of flew home about an hour afterwards. So it was straight to the airport on the plane and flew home. And um, Sitting on the plane, I kind of stiffened up a little bit and then in the car sort of driving back to Ballarat. But I was just more tired than anything. Um, and the few days following, no, uh, no, no soreness at all. No, yeah, I, I, my body felt really good, which was surprising. I didn't know what to expect again from that. But, um, yeah, so... I guess the best outcome possible. So many people be listening to this feeling like yeah, envy and jealousy, I think, that you've just gone over first marathon, was easy, come second, no pain afterwards. It's um it's pretty solid stuff. Yeah, I'm probably just going to accept it for what it is now because maybe it will only get worse. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I uh, just looking at your Strava, like you backed up and the following weekend were third at Wonderland, like the mountain run over there, twenty k. That was a bad decision for me to do that. Um, I felt really bad that day. And I that Saturday night before, I said to Jules, I said, I don't think I should do it. Um, you know, it's a really technical run. Um, have you ever been – have you ever done no, that? No, I haven't. No, definitely. I've not yeah, done yeah. the trail kind of races. Mm, so the event starts at, um, in the Hallsgap Township and you go um, from the township straight up uh, on the trail to the, the pinnacle, which is, um, oh, I don't know how high, I think it was like a 700 and something metres um, elevation and it was just, it's straight, you know, this kind of hiking slash running trail and they, I, I mean I I wasn't doing much running that day I was just my my quads were just cooked um so it wasn't until I got there and did that run that I just really noticed the the probably the residual fatigue in my legs um 
and just that constant relentless uphill battle and it's really rocky and there's huge rock ledges and steps and um yeah I I sort of woke up in the morning and Jules just said just you know do it but just take it really easy and just kind of jog it and you know just enjoy it for what it is and um I got there in the morning and I kind of thought oh this would be this would be really beautiful just a really nice long run that's you know picturesque and scenic and um I don't know if anyone else agrees with me out there who's listening, but you, there's just no way you can do that run easily. It is, um, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> so the downhill on the backside of the um, of the ascent is, um, it's really steep, really rocky, really loose underfoot, and it's quite a technical downhill trail. Um, and there's just no way you can do that easily unless you were walking. And I kind of, um, yeah, I wasn't walking down the mountain and I kind of, threw myself down there a little bit too fast and I was in all sorts of pain by the end of that um, and, again, didn't expect to finish there because I was, I guess, um, trying to take it a bit easy. But, um, again, it was just kind of it is who it is on the day and, yeah, I was just kind of lucky again. Yeah, another podium. Um, knowing how wise Julian is, though, this seems pretty risky behaviour, kind of a, a hard trail race <laughs> five weeks out and a, a hard marathon six weeks out. So how was um, that kind of worked at home well it kind of i think it's um different rules for me than it is for him because he didn't do that run and he was entered in it (laughs) yeah his body's more important than mine apparently so he still had to go to someone had to show up and it was just yeah it was just you um so yeah so then uh, sorry go oh i turned up in the morning to pick my bib up and she goes oh you're not registered and I'm like, oh, yes, this is my app. <laughs> and um, she goes, oh, let me check my computer system. And then, um, yeah, she checked it, but I just didn't have a bib. So um, I was all registered and ready to go. But I kind of, that was that was almost a blessing in disguise that they couldn't find my bib number. And, yeah, going by your Strava, it looks like you've uh, pulled up well since that as well. So it's all, all systems go two, week, two and a half weeks out. Mm, it took a lot. I was very, very sore. Um, I could hardly walk on the Monday. It got worse on the Tuesday. Just calves and my quads were just oh, real. I couldn't. I could hardly bend my legs, and it just made um, just walking really, really painful. Um, and then I just, I've just been trying to jog easily. I don't. My body doesn't feel a hundred percent at the moment. Um, I don't know whether I'm just generally tired or whether I'm still feeling a bit of fatigue in my legs, but. Everything just kind of seems that little bit harder at the moment, but um, I'm still able. I'm still in one piece, and I'm still able to get out there and jog. So as long as I can do that, um, I'm happy. And you've and you've emailed Berlin, and that's all official that they've moved your start zones. Did you get the email this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, actually, the Sunday night, as soon as I released the results, I um, emailed them straight away, and yeah, that's all good. And um, yeah, got my all my start card and everything. So I double checked if that was all fine and. Yep, it's all go. All in the right spot. All right, over to you, Viv. Have you had just an eventful time as Brie the last couple of weeks? Not, not, not really that eventful. Um, <laughs> no but congratulations, Brie. No marathons. <laughs> um, your run was amazing. I'm so glad that you actually had a positive experience because, um, yeah, because obviously having a bad one, it can the negative thoughts can get in your head, um, especially leading into Berlin. But um, I'm actually taking on board what you just mentioned before. You know, just just not have too much pressure on yourself and find that comfortable pace that you know that you can you can keep running. So 
that's going to be my major thing going into Berlin to make sure I find my comfortable pace. Um, but I guess what I've been doing for the past four weeks is just um, really just being consistent with my training and making sure I'd, I haven't had any, um, like I've strung together a, a couple of weeks, and which I have, which I've been pretty happy with. Um, I guess the last time we spoke, I said that I was changing my kind of training structure uh, week around, and so that's been full effect now for four weeks, and my body's in one piece, and I feel really good and strong. Um, I guess, you know, like I've been chucking in some 90 minutes with some 30-minute surges, and like they're nothing special, um, but to me it's just helping to get me that little bit stronger and, and try to stimulate that tired um, yeah, that tight effect that I'm going to have at the end of the marathon. Um, and also my long runs have been getting longer too. Like I was only, I think I only was up to about two hours when we last spoke. Now they've gone up from like two hours, 10 to two and a half hours. And I've been chucking in, um, like some, some weeks I will focus on doing like my midweek little, 90 minutes of a 30 minute surge a little session and then like a normal long run but other other times I've been chucking in like a um a session for my long run so um I did for 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 one of the, one of the weeks I did like um a 20 kilometer just normal run at 527s and then I chucked in uh 30 minutes at the end at um just just faster than marathon pace, um, around 455s. And so, like, and then a cool down that. So that was like a 27-kilometer day. And then last Sunday, um, the emphasis for my week was to do um, Sunday's long run and do it, uh, oh, what were they doing, uh, four times five kilometers with one kilometer float. Um, and that was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it. It was uh, a hot day. It was, um, it was 20 degrees that day and it was probably about maybe about 10 to 12 degrees when I was doing it. And I just found that was probably good practice going into Berlin. And, um, I averaged, so the first five minutes I did it in 25 minutes and the 1k flight was average 518s. The, uh, second rep was in, 24 uh, minutes and then, sorry, 24, 30 minutes and then averaged um, 520s for the kilometre recovery and then third rep was 25.15 and then averaged 5.13s for the recovery and then last rep was 24.54 and then averaged 5.18 for the last recovery oh, float. Um, last rep, best rep. Yeah, and I, I I got a blood nose on my third rep, so um, I was just running around the lake, and the poor people around there were just blood <laughs> just dripping from my nose, and they, you know, people that don't understand are probably like, "What the hell is she doing? Why does she, she stop? stop? Why yeah. does she wipe the nose?" But um, I had Brad down there, which was nice because he was testing out his um his ankle and um. He was down there offering me a bit of support and hand me a drink and find me a tissue so I could wipe my nose. And, yeah, it was just nice and encouraging. But I guess that session also highlighted that I probably 
doing five minute Ks is probably too fast. Um, probably looking at doing five, averaging five twelves, maybe five twelves, five fifteen for the marathon. So that's like a minute slower than it all. And I think I think that'll be a comfortable place pace for me for Berlin. So we'll just wait and see. To be honest. Yeah, I was just going to ask that with those five k's at marathon pace, but I guess when you go, you know, five seconds or whatever, a bit quicker, it um, it makes marathon pace feel super easy come race day. Mm, mm, exactly, and that's what Brad said too. And my body pulled up really well. Um, you know, there was no blisters, my knees weren't sore, and I guess that's a big, um, like a big mental thing too. Is if you have had injuries, you do sort of just focus a lot on those and go oh no you, you do get scared and, and are you going to like flare it up or is this going to be bad for me but now it's a real positive experience and I guess we'll just wait and see what happens to Berlin now yeah hey um those weekend sessions like how you going mentally waking up on your weekend knowing that you got to bang out you know two and a half hours or four by five k or um you know the general punters out there that's pretty different than their weekends yeah, um, not too bad because again, like I'm a I'm an early morning person, so I like to get it done early and out of the way. Um, and then I've got my weekend free, so uh, it's not too bad. The only hard thing is, is um, we've had a bit of snow in the last couple, last two weeks here in Canberra. So you go out running and you don't really know what the weather's going to be like, and the next thing you know, it snows on you. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's been the most challenging thing, to be honest. And do you find it knocks you around, Viv, all weekend? I just remember when Carly was, you know, preparing for Berlin last year and doing those big, big longer sessions that you need to do to prepare for the race. It just, um, just wipes you out for you need to spend a lot of hours on the couch for the rest of the weekend. Well, only on Sunday I had to have a little bit of a nap because I was pretty tired. But I think that was more the heat, to be honest, than actually the, the session itself. But um, I guess. I was I was pretty nervous Saturday night um, doing the, this big session because that was 30Ks and I've never done any more than 20, 27 for my longest run before that um, and then doing it as a session, it sort of did freak me out a little bit. So just sort of – but leading into Canberra Marathon actually, I did do a two-hour run averaging five-minute Ks um, around like um, Lake Burley Griffin, which is quite hilly and undulated, and I did that in, with with well not with ease, but I did it and I was quite comfortable doing it. So I just sort of just remembered back to that that, and that was like in March this year, and said, well, you know, I have done it. It's similar to that. It's not. It's obviously it's not just one full run. There will be like a pace change, but if I can do that, then then I should be able to do this on, on Sunday. So, yeah. Yeah, right. And um, what was I going to ask? Oh, I've gone blank. Uh, <laughs> oh, are you comparing this build-up to the Canberra one? So, like, are you looking back and being like, well, I could do that in that time of, like, you know, playing playing them off against each other, I guess? Mm, a little bit. I mean, the good thing is now is that, with the camera one, I didn't have – I lost for about five weeks of actual training leading up to camera, whereas now leading into Berlin, I think I'll have probably eight weeks under my belt for the full kind of 12 weeks run. So that's a little bit 
makes me feel a little bit more positive. But also at the same time, I'm not putting that much pressure on myself. I think Canberra, being my first marathon and thinking that, you know, you can do a lot better than, or, you know, that you can run what you want to run. Um, and then on the day, obviously, that didn't go to plan. I think that's sort of taken the pressure off of Berlin as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Hey, um, what are expectations around the race? Have you kind of set yourself a time or I think I probably asked you this last time, but now that we're two and a half weeks out, you probably have a bit of more of an accurate expectation? Yeah, I guess um, I'm looking at probably three hours 40. Yep. I'd be happy with that, but I'd, I'd prove to be honest, I don't know. I, th- I think, t- to be honest, I think um, Berlin's really exciting. I'm really excited for it, but I think I'd be a bit more excited if Brad could actually run Berlin too. So it's kind of just taken that little bit of excitement out of it for me. But um, I know that he'd, he'd want me to be able to, you know, continue to run it and, and do a good time as well. So, yeah, so hopefully averaging three three hours 40 to three hours 45 will be the goal in the day yeah and he did speak about that in a couple of podcasts about how it was pretty difficult to be living with um (laughs) at a couple of times there when the injury first started so um any comments on that yeah and he's actually not been as bad i have like he has had a couple of injuries previously and he has been pretty bad i mean we all know that when you can't run and you're so passionate for running it can be pretty mentally pretty bad. But um, he's been pretty good. Like, he has his days. Some days he'll be, like, oh, quite grumpy and moody. And the other days he'll be pretty happy. But I think we're – I think he's got a plan forward, which sort of is helping as well. But I don't really like to get too excited. Like, I feel a bit – I feel a little bit bad because I'm the one that can run. and But it's not that same kind of, like – like. I'm not going out there to try and break some magical time because I really don't care, whereas he, he does. Yeah. Um, so I try not to get too – I don't, don't try not to really just to go too deep into it with him. Um, but, he's yeah, he's really supportive and he's happy to chat whenever I'm ready to chat about running or whatever. But, yeah, that's that's sad. And, like, him coming out there on, on Sunday, I was more – I was more worried and focused about for him because he was testing out his his ankle running and that sort of played on my mind too because I didn't want his face to be that quite sad sad face that he gets when things aren't going right when he when he's running but he no he was really good he had a happy face on it was encouraging me even though he didn't feel too great after his run yeah that's good good that you can support each other and what better uh, person yeah. to travel with someone who knows the ins and outs of distance running and can give you advice at any time yeah exactly exactly Bree, what about you with julian's little injury scare last week did that cause a few ripples <laughs> at home can i say no comment <laughs> <laughs> certainly can no um Oh, again, I think it was just, um, it was quite, he probably kept a lot of it um, to himself because he probably didn't want to think about it and talk about it as if it was an injury per se. Um, So probably a little bit of, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, You know, when you don't want to think that it's real, um, you know, just almost trying to disregard it and just kind of thinking, 
it's, you know, it's going to be okay, it's not that, I'll be fine, um, and that, you know, we'll just get on with it. So I think um, that it, luckily it only was those few days. Um, and like he said, um, you know, sort of he sprang out of bed on the, the Wednesday morning and was just trying to do everything in his power to make it sore, and it wasn't. So um, that was, I think, a big relief for everyone, knowing that it wasn't, you know, it didn't eventuate into anything bigger than... Um, than we thought initially so um but generally uh i i think um i have to give him kudos for putting up with me a lot of the time with injury because it's normally i'm the one who's grumpy and complaining and um and really upset <laughs> about not being able to run um so i don't really have to deal with it uh hardly at all from um from julian's side of things so yeah um it was it was it, again it wasn't too bad so it's probably um yeah, it was it was good to kind of knock it over um, before it got into anything too serious. Yeah, and Bree, what excites you the most about the race coming up? Like two and a half weeks, it's all starting to get pretty exciting. But there's so much to go into um, a big city mm. race on the other side of the of the world. So I'll ask you this same question, Viv, but you've got a bit of thinking mm. time. But um, yeah, what excites you the most about it? A holiday. Yeah, um, like the, I'm yeah. really excited just to get away and just to have you know, have, have a little bit of downtime and have some fun. And um, the atmosphere of the race is something I'm really looking forward to as well. Just, you know, having so many people around you who are there for the same reason that you are. And, um, you know, everyone does it for, for different reasons, but everyone's there on the day and everyone wants to achieve the same thing. And essentially that's just to, you know, reach that finish line in the best way that you can. And whether they're walking or, you know, um, trying to chase a time, it's, um, I think it's just going to be, pretty fun and exciting to be there on the day and just experience that buzz and I think knowing now that um you know the world record is um you know it's sort of um up for grabs really again so um I think it would be pretty cool running in a race if um the world record goes down I kind of said to Jules the other day I almost wish I was just watching as a spectator at the end um to kind of witness it rather than sort of hear about it secondhand but um yeah, I'm just really excited to have a holiday and just have some, um, have a little bit of downtime and um, just kind of get a bit of sun too. Because, like Viv said about Canberra, it's um, it's been snowing here as well, so it'd be nice just to see some sunshine. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Not as bad as where you guys mm-hmm. are, but yeah, it's definitely hasn't been a good winter. And Viv, what excites you the most about it? Uh, probably the same as Bree touched on the holiday and the atmosphere. I'm just really looking forward just to run with all those people and to have the people on the side of the road cheer you on um as well um i yeah completely forgot about the uh, world record possibly could be broken there too so now you mentioned that Bria, that does sort of excite me going oh yeah actually because that would have been pretty cool to see at the finish line to see if it was a, a good race or not um but yeah that's pretty much it yeah and the flip side of that what worries you both the most start with you Bree. Um, I haven't thought about that, Brady. Now you're putting ideas into my mind. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know what worries me the most. Um, what worries me probably is that I don't, I, I guess I haven't done anything workout specific to give me an indication of what I'm capable of running pace wise. So I guess what worries me is if I do sort of set out at a pace that maybe is a little bit overachieving, um, that I, I will sort of experience, uh, you know, sort of something a little bit tougher at about 35 K. But, um, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't know until, you know, it possibly happens. Um, and if it does, 
um, then I guess we all just move through it in the best way that we can. But that's probably what worries me most is um, running too fast. Just going too um, fast my... too early, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. And the atmosphere over there, like I remember people told me before I went last year that there's just people four or five deep the whole way and I was like, yeah, maybe not the whole way, but it literally is like there's just people yelling at you for 42K and like you go through like bands and cheerleaders and there's pubs and there's just hundreds of people like just lining the streets on corners and it's just, um, it's insane. Like it's, I can't compare it to any other running experience I've had where that crowd's been so massive and so involved and you get it for kind of 42K. It's, it's amazing. Mm, and we've watched it on TV, um, you know, as sort of many years as we can and you can see it, but I think unless you experience it firsthand, um, that's sort of something a bit special as well. So yeah, that'd be, um, that'd be super to sort of experience that. Yeah. And even the finish, like the finish going under the Brandenburg gate and kind of, um, just significant landmarks in the world and to think you're running a marathon in them is yeah. Amazing. Viv, what about you? Any concerns, worries? Uh, probably what Brie touched on, going out too too hard too early and not being able to sustain it. But um, that's pretty much my only worry. I mean, you know, you have lots of people who obviously aren't involved in running or just with everything that's actually happened overseas and especially in Europe in the last couple of weeks, you know, what's happened in Spain, you do get a lot of people going, oh, are you worried about, um, you know, potential attacks and my response is well no because you you shouldn't live your life in fear and whatever happens happens and unfortunately if if that happens there on the day then um it happens but i'm not gonna not participate in something that is so iconic and and something that i've been looking forward to and training for all year just to to not do it but um yeah, running-wise, that's probably my only fear is just going out too hard, blowing up, and then probably being a bit sore afterwards for the holiday afterwards. I don't really want to have to be limping, but I know, I know I will be, but hopefully not for too long. Nah, you'll be right. Look at Bree. She pulls up in like two days. Perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> Might go and uh, find a trail run somewhere yeah. in Spain. Spain the next week. Yeah, don't do that. That's my advice. Just don't do that. Whatever you do, don't go and do that. <laughs> you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Tell me about the uh, post-run holidays. Spain, Viv, you touched on? Yeah, so flying down to Spain and soaking up a lot of sunshine, tapas, sangria, and food, and just eating eating my way through Spain. I'll come back heavier, but, you know, that's all right. <laughs> You've earned it. And you're starting in Prague, is that right? You guys are flying straight into Prague? No, so what we're going to do is we're going to fly straight into Madrid. Madrid. Oh, and no, spend a couple pre-race. of days. Oh, pre-race. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, now I started talking about Spain. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're flying into Prague and actually we're flying in on my birthday. So we're spending, obviously, my birthday in Prague, which is nice. And then um, I think we spend the two days and then head over to Berlin and then my mum and dad are actually over in Europe. They leave on Saturday and they're doing their European holiday and they're going to come meet us in Berlin and watch as well. So they'll meet us halfway through the week of the marathon and, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'll um, 
when we went to Prague before Berlin last year and I found it really difficult to find places to run that wasn't like cobblestones or castles or oh, tourists okay. and stuff like that. But I'll send Brad, there's this kind of bike path just not far out of town, like a 1K walk kind of thing that's just perfect for actually doing some running and not breaking your ankle okay. on, which is good. Took me a bit of trial and error to find it, but I finally got there, I think, the day before we left. But it's all good. What about you, Bree? You uh, you guys are going to London first, yeah? Yeah, so we um, we leave next Sunday, uh, fly into London, um, get there on the Monday. So we've got five days, I think, there um, before we fly to Berlin, arrive in Berlin on the Friday before, um, and spend sort of a, about five days in Berlin. Um, and then from there, we on the Wednesday, we fly down to Italy um, and spend the rest of our trip down in Italy. So um, kind of what Viv said, just being able to, I think, choose somewhere that, um, you know, we can just really enjoy a relaxing uh, atmosphere and um, spend a bit of time on the beach where um, both the places that we're going, um, we are sort of splitting our time between two places really and it's just coastal beach. And I've been checking the weather every day um, <laughs> for, <laughs> for the Amalfi yeah. Coast and, oh, I just, yeah, can't wait to get there now. So I'm probably actually more excited about that than I am oh, about <laughs> running the marathon, to be honest. Me too. Um, it's kind of a, a thought in the back of my mind at the moment and I'm just sort of more excited about, yeah, the wine and the pizza and, Pizza is Julian's favourite food, so it was kind of, um, yeah, a bit of a, an enticing um, sort of topic to, to make um, our holiday there. So red wine and pizza um, after a run, that's kind of a bit of a tradition that we, um, that we have. So, yeah, it'd be nice just to spend a bit of time down there. Oh, that'd be fantastic. And I think you'll earn the pizza and the red wine after um, smashing 42K in the streets of Berlin. Yeah. But how much is too much? Yeah, <laughs> That's you'll be the right. question. You'll be right. Nothing's on the plan in the running diary for when you get back? Um, not uh, – I'm just probably looking forward to summer now. Um, I, I'm i kind of looking forward to running a 5K, which um, – it's just that's what I've been kind of thinking about too is like, oh, I want to do another 5K on the track and that's probably what I'll work towards when we get back. So just getting some speed back and it's something I've kind of missed. I haven't been doing any – I can't even remember the last time I did a session. I was supposed to do a 10K tempo after my long run on Sunday but I was feeling pretty um, pretty ordinary so I sort of skipped over that but I can't remember the last time I've, I've done a, you know, a fartlek or – any type of any sort of speed work so I'm kind of just a little bit more excited to kind of you know get the legs ticking over at a bit of a faster pace and um yeah and sort of look forward to a summer season so um yeah that'd be good and Viv have you got anything on the agenda for when you return running wise um no probably the same similar to Brie just um going back down and working on my speed work because I'd love to break 20 minutes for 5k so I think that's going to be my next goal is to break 20 minutes of 5k and then probably just stick to half marathons. Like I'm not, I don't, don't really like doing too many fast run, runs. I, re, I really do have started to enjoy doing the marathon training, but um, I think I'll try to focus on the S5 and maybe half marathons when we get back. Awesome. Well, good luck for the last two weeks, and um, I hope you travel safe and jet lags not too bad and all those kind of things. And thanks for sharing and documenting your journey in a couple of snippets for this podcast episode it's something i really appreciate and i yeah can't wait to uh, catch you over there uh before and after the race for a couple of drinks i reckon 
Yeah, yeah that's um, that's also something I'm looking forward to as well. Julian tells me about all these German people that like want to have beers, and sounds like we're just going to have a, a big party with all of us. So um, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Julian. We've got a few people helping out. I think we've got a few people over there who can um, yeah. do us a few favors. So it's it's funny. This, yeah, this kind of little idea to do a podcast of our training diaries has turned into oh, a, so crazy. a pretty big deal. And yeah, we've uh, mm. it's blown up massive. And very thankful yeah. that you guys can share your journey and give us some content to people for enjoy and for people for listening at the same time. Thanks for the idea of um, Tell Me Your Tales. It's been awesome. I've been loving listening to all the episodes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really good. That's good, good, good. All right. <laughs> safe travels, safe training, and um, I'll see you over there. You too, Brady. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.